0: Weekly Loss Podcast, episode number 103.
1: This program is a production of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You'll find this and other podcasts on our website at gspn.tv. gspn.tv.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: We can't
2: transmit because something else is already transmitted. Somewhere close, the signal is you? What kind are... of transmission is It Could be a cell phone, maybe a radio signal. Can something? we listen to it? Let me get the frequency first. Hold on.
0: Welcome to the weekly lost edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts,
1: Stephanie and Cliff.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the weekly Lost podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft.
2: I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft.
0: And we are here to discuss in full review, Lost Season 3, Episode Number 20, The Man Behind the Curtain. Stephanie. Yes. We've had a couple days to think about this episode. Yeah. And uh, we have a lot of things to discuss. A lot of things came out immediately after we did our initial reaction. And I'm like, man, I wish I would have caught that before we did our initial reaction. But that's why we come back here on the weekend. Because it allows everything to kind of settle in. Let's, it, lets the conversation happen online. And then, of course, everybody comes here, joins us live in front of an internet audience here on TalkShoe.com. And we do all kinds of great things like uh, reveal all kinds of secrets and stuff.
2: Yeah. That's what we do.
0: <laughs> that's what we do. And that's why we're here. <laughs> and so I just thought I would tell you that just well, in case. I, th-
2: like, I like how you're kind of looking at me out of the corner of your eye because I guess you can't turn away from this.
0: I was just.
2: That's so much. Hi.
0: Hello there. How are you? Good. Wow. Just so folks know, we're actually streaming this. On uh, Ustream, of course, now all the folks can see is, is my microphone boom, but that's okay.
2: It doesn't matter. They're not talking to you. I am.
0: Okay. Well, I hope they talk to me.
2: Later, and then you can move it back. And,
0: okay. Know. So anyway, we've got a lot to talk about tonight, and uh, the first thing I want to start off with was what pretty much came out right after we got this thing uh, wrapped up for the initial reaction, and that was the screen cap of Jacob. Right I mean, that was something that I did not capture myself But immediately following the episode, folks came over to gspn.tv with Well, you our... saw
2: a glimpse of it while we watched it the first time, didn't you?
0: I, didn't, I, I did, did not I did not catch it
2: I thought we... I did You did? I thought you did too No, I didn't I saw a glimpse of something because I said... Because I was so adamant that he wasn't there Uh-huh And then I said, wait a minute, I think I saw something
0: Oh, I didn't remember that. And, I, I didn't hear you say that. Okay. Because during the initial reaction, That's I'm like It's because
2: you were so drawn up in your whole John's going to shoot the empty chair and Yeah, exactly. So, I was
0: waiting for him to shoot the empty yeah, chair. So. But but the fact is is that they they literally showed someone. They did. And uh, I'm going to put a link for those of you who are in the Talk shoe client uh, that you can click on here and pull up. Basically, if you're in the chat room, just go ahead and right click on that little gray bubble that I threw in there. And hit copy and you can paste that into your browser. And it will pull right up. And that's the picture we're looking at. And I'll have to put a link to this in yeah. our show notes for the folks who are listening to the audio podcast version of the show. And that right there, Stephanie, who does that look like with a wig?
2: Well, I've heard a lot that it looks like Terry Quinn. Yes, and I see it in the forehead, mm-hmm. you know, and and maybe a little bit in the nose. But I'm thinking that it looks more like the wooden statue that Ben's been carrying around. <laughs> 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 like, That's hilarious. It has no face. It, you know, it's so.
0: That's but funny. I do
2: I do see the reason in the lighted part of of I mean, there's just a small lighted part of his face there, right? Um lit part of his face i guess i should say and um i see the resemblance
0: okay that's where i was going so to. anyway what i wanted to show you though is that there i was looking in the fuselage i believe yeah and in the fuselage i came across this picture um and somebody talking about uh, crud and it's gone so anyway, I won't talk about it. But his name was uh, Bushaw something. Does anybody else okay. else out there have they seen? Ah, there oh cool. It was it it was kept here. So let me um, go ahead and pull up an image of this Bouchaud guy. And okay. this is from IMDb. And uh, his name is Patrick Bushaw. And I will put a link to this into our show notes as well. And I'm going to put a link to this IMDb website into the Talk Shoe client for you guys there. And you can pull it up. And and there's a lot of people who are guessing that this guy is the man who will be cast to play the role of Jacob. And if you look at this picture that I've got, you can really see
2: it in the nose. You
0: can really see it in the nose, the chin. Look at the chin profile. And obviously the same uh, receding. (laughs) (laughs) hairline that uh, Terry O'Quinn obviously has. Uh, But uh, do you see that? Do do, do you think that that Uh, guy could be the guy that's uh, in the chair? He could play the
2: guy that's in the chair. Absolutely.
0: So uh, there's a lot of speculation out there and it's just very interesting. But one of the things that I think is important for us to point out is that indeed the producers of the show definitely without any question of a doubt did put a physical person Absolute, to play yeah. Jacob in that chair. Yes, they did. And through the through the whole thing, I was like, "Oh man!" But he, I I think he's all making it up. But uh, we're gonna do our typical thing that we usually do, Stephanie, and that is take our uh, audio clips in the order that I have just randomly right. thrown them into the uh, the cued audio presenter here. But before we go into our first audio clip, we're going to go ahead and take a call from Rodimus Ben on the TalkShoe Client. Uh, ben, you're in the SQ, SQPN studio. Go ahead.
1: Uh, yeah, I just um, <laughs> wanted to make sure, since um, since we're talking about the screen caps of Jacob, that uh, people know that there's actually there's a, a capture of his eye very briefly as well. I didn't know if you were aware of that.
0: Yes, there is a capture of his eye. Uh, and you can actually find... Uh, All of these things over at losteastereggs.blogspot.com. And there are great screen captures of all of this stuff that that we're talking about. But you're absolutely right. There was a a close-up on the eye. And I wonder if that has anything to do at all with this whole, I've looked into the eye of this island and what I saw was beautiful. Well, we know
2: they have a fascination with the eyes They anyway, do. So
0: they do. They. I mean... W-
2: it would only make sense.
0: Yeah. So, um, yes. So, we're going to go to our first audio clip. Okay. Let's do that. And this one is called... Uh, I've titled this Lock, Take Me to Jacob. You said that if I killed my father, you'd tell me everything I
1: wanted to know about the island... So why don't you start at the beginning? I know I promise to tell you everything. And I wish it was as simple as me taking out a dusty old book and opening it up. But it's not that simple. How about you just tell me? You probably think I'm the leader of this little community. But that's not entirely true. We all answer to someone, John. And who might that be? His name is Jacob. Okay, then. Take me to Jacob. I can't do that. Where are you going? Hell, Ben, if you don't want to take me, maybe someone else will. I'll just go and ask Richard. Why would Richard take you? He doesn't know where Jacob is. He doesn't talk to Jacob. Well, who talks to him? I do. You're the only one who talks to him. That's right. And no one else knows where he is. Jacob talks to me, John. He tells me what to do. Trusts me. And no one else has ever seen him.
0: That's right. How convenient. How convenient, Stephanie. So my question is this, okay? My question is this. Why is it that John Locke is so skeptical of Ben talking to Jacob? Because I, I I'm sorry, th- this is a character flaw for me as far as I'm sorry, this is not a character flaw of John Locke, but it is a it, it's a scripting flaw for me. Okay. That he is having such a hard time believing Ben. Now, I mean, I can understand believing Ben's a liar and that Ben's telling half truths or or things like this. But but Ben Ben is saying to John Locke, "Hey, there is this mysterious figure on the island." this great man this man that you don't go see this man that is only some that you're summoned by him uh, there's this man that only I talk to and 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 I relate really, I mean Ben talks to him as if it's God we had kind of mm-hmm. talked about that in the our, our initial reaction that you know he almost seems like he's Moses for the people to to go up and come down from on high with his with his commandments and <laughs> stone and and anyway um, John John Locke just refused. Oh, how convenient. I don't believe you. You know, and you're I I just I you're the man behind the curtain. You're the wizard of Oz. You know, you're you have everybody fooled. Blah, 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 blah. Why does John Locke have such a hard time believing Ben? Because the problem I have with that is that Ben is the one that says, This isn't the way that things were supposed to happen. Ben says, this isn't what. Or what what else do you want? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm saying Ben. John. John. Locke. John's like. What speaking else? Speaking backwards you-? a lot tonight. I know. What. What. What is it that you want from me? I mean, John's speaking out into the unknown, speaking to the right. island, if you will. So I mean, John has this faith that there is some greater being, some greater thing going on on this island, some mystical. Part of this island that that he's just that he's tuned into, but he's not able to completely understand. And so when Ben seems to have the answer to what Ben to what Locke has been kind of sensing and feeling, such a pull in his in his heart and his gut. Why is he just so adamant that he doesn't believe Ben? Do Do you see where I'm coming from? Why? I
2: see where you're coming from, but. Um... I would suggest that you pose that question to someone other than me because I haven't given it that much thought. Okay. I just, does
0: anybody else in the island? I isla- just think that. Or in the island. <laughs> in the, in the, does anybody else here on this island? Uh, does anybody else here in the t- chat room uh, want to give your thoughts on this? It looks like Eric Fisher is going to be first in line. Go ahead, Eric. I was saying that in the chat
1: room that uh, I think Locke has seen Ben's um, track record of manipulation, and he just doesn't
0: believe him. Right, I understand that, but but the whole Jacob's not real kind of thing. I mean, okay, I can believe it at first.
1: He's also calling his bluff.
0: Okay, what about calling his bluff in the room, and and and. John Locke not believing it after the whole incident inside the shack.
2: I don't think he wasn't not believing it after the whole incident inside the shack. Yeah, he,
0: he he continued to say...
2: Was he continuing to say that, or was he just manipulating Ben at that point?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I, I kind of got the, the the feeling that he was still adamant that that was just a show that ben put on for him in fact that was what i was thinking until i saw the screen capture of jacob okay.
2: or was he just in denial
0: i don't know but any, i i just thought that that was that was interesting I, that, that he I continued understand. to go through that let's go to the next audio clip <laughs> where is ben where is he
1: thought you were dead Unfortunately, the pylons were not set to a lethal level what is he doing here? It's all right.
0: He's the one who tried to kill me. He's with us now. Where have you been, Mikhail? I encountered several of his people in the jungle. His
1: people. They had an injured woman with them. Apparently she had just parachuted onto the island. What? Her hilo crashed into water. She says her ship is approximately 130 clicks to the west of us. She has a radio telephone. Where is she now? I assume they have taken her back to their camp. We'll be visiting their camp day after tomorrow. We'll take care of it then. Day after tomorrow? We have to go now. Ben's not going anywhere with you. Excuse me? He and I are going to see Jacob. Please tell me this isn't true, Benjamin. I'm sorry. I have to deal with this now, John. Our excursion will have to
0: wait. Since when do you explain yourself to him? An outsider I that
2: part. Richard. You what? I enjoyed it.
0: So when do we leave? I love that. So when do we leave? <laughs> did. John's I in enjoyed control. I watching
2: him beat up Mikhail. Not necessarily that it was just Mikhail, but that John was...
0: Back to beating people up again?
2: <laughs> or being in control. I mean, whatever <laughs> it takes.
0: So here's the thing. we on, on our initial reaction podcast, I gave them a, the writers a hard time of answering such an obvious question as to why Mikhail was still alive. It was either and to, to me, it's like, well if he's alive, then obviously it wasn't enough to kill him, right? Because because the producers of the show have already gone so far as to say uh, if somebody dies on the island, they're dead. Okay, and in the official... So lo- he didn't die. Right, so that means he didn't die. So, and then the in, in the official Lost podcast, uh, following the episode where Mikhail supposedly died, he, you know, foaming out the mouth, the both Damon and Carlton were both, like, very adamant over and over again so it but it's is it possible is he really dead I mean it they couldn't be more obvious in the official lost podcast that that they were hinting that it's possible that Mikhail did not die right so so to me it just seemed obvious that they they had basically you know that he he didn't die because it wasn't up enough to kill him it was enough to injure him. But not so much that he would de- would die, and of course they've already ins- answered. How in the world would he be able to? Even if it didn't kill him, it obviously did some things. I mean, there was a little bit of foam coming out of the mouth or whatever. More
2: than a little, okay? Gross. But
0: they already answered how he would be able to get up and walk around him again because he already said, you know, the island has these properties. You know, to about Naomi, she'll be up and running in about a day. And they says she heard. Uh, lung was punctured and he's like okay you're right day and a half right (laughs) maybe a day and a half so they already answered how mikhail was still alive but they had to go so far as and i pointed out that i thought it was a little frustrating that they had to point out that the pylons weren't turned up to a lethal level
2: okay is that really such an obvious answer because maybe before you know people just thought that it had an on and off button <laughs> and not that you could change the intensity. Maybe that answer was not for us who are, you know, kind of crazy about the show, but maybe for more casual viewers. Well,
0: there was a we had a phone call. Unfortunately, we had a lot of calls. Unfortunately. Well, no, yeah, unfortunately <laughs> we uh, we're only going to use 3 calls unfortunately from okay. the probably more than 9 calls that we got. Would you believe that a majority of all the voicemails were three minutes and more really? in length. Wow! So, I got a
2: personal call.
0: Did you really? Mm-hmm.
2: Sweet. But I'll talk about that in listener feedback. Okay.
0: Very cool. So you have but to it, remind me. Oh, that's right. You told me about that, yeah. and that'll be good news. But I'm going to let Rachel talk in just a minute. But I'm I, since we're on this topic real quick. If you leave a voicemail for the the use in our podcast, um, and you want to use, you would like for us to play please limit your, your comments to like a minute and a half or less because otherwise it just adds too much length to it. Right. And uh, I apologize. But just so you know, we did listen to all of the comments that came in. It's just that uh, they're too long to put all of them in here. So, Rachel, um, tell us. What's your thought on this obviousness of or lack of obviousness about Mikhail. Actually,
1: I, I, I'm a little slow and I have a <laughs> What you were talking about before, with uh, Locke all of a sudden not trusting Ben?
0: Oh, okay, go ahead.
1: It it, it dawned on me like two minutes later. Um, I think it's because of the conversation that he had with Richard up on the up on the hill about how Ben was manipulating him into killing his father and getting him to do what he wanted. So he believed this was also another manipulation.
0: Uh, That was that's a good thought. I'll go ahead and uh, give you an interesting theory. That 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 is a good uh, theory on why John Locke and, and that it works that, that, it fits that, it does fit a little bit but the whole after fits a
2: lot Rachel
0: after, well the only thing that I'm I'm still <laughs> stuck on is the fact that he still believed that Ben said help me you know I believe John Locke after the fact still believed Ben put that whole thing on and I believed it but I saw Jacob in the screen capture so I no longer believe it. Anyway, okay,
2: but, but did he believe that Ben said that or was he just
0: making it up,
2: manipulating Ben yeah, at that I,
0: point? I, well, I don't, I would, I'm telling you what I believe. Uh, okay. And if you believe differently, that's cool. I don't
2: know what I believe.
0: <laughs> that's fine. Well, anyway, back to this. <laughs> I really make- need to
2: watch this episode again.
0: Back to the, make- you do?
2: I'm going to need to watch that again.
0: You need to watch that again. I, I don't have that clip anymore. I know.
2: That's uh, why I said it.
0: Tebow and watch it frame by frame. You pick things up. Exactly. This is like one of those, Jacob. <laughs> like Jacob. All 11 frames, just so you know. Jacob appeared in 11 frames. Um, okay, so back on this Mikhail thing and then I'll just get wow. off of it. Okay. You kicked me. The fact is, is that Mikhail, some people actually literally, literally believed that Mikhail coming to help Naomi was not Mikhail, that it was the smoke monster. And that to me, now, um, Scott Sheriff from Tennessee yes. came in and did a private chat with me uh, on the website. Okay. Uh, either this, I think it was this morning. And so he says, you know, I think that, it, you know, McHale, you know, I thought McHale was smoky. Okay. And I said, you know, I, I, I refuse to believe, and I've said this on the podcast, I refuse to believe that the smoke monster has ever materialized as a human being or a polar bear or a horse i believe that if i i I don't believe that the smoke monster has the ability to appear in human form okay okay and he he says well wasn't there an official lost podcast that that the producers kind of said yes that that is uh what who yemi was and I, and I said, I've listened to all of the official lost podcasts and I never recall hearing a definitive answer that, yes, Yemi was manifested by the smoke monster. Now, whether or not the smoke monster uh, has the ability to uh, send out some kind of brainwave or something to cause people to hallucinate or to to see to see a hallucination of somebody that I I I would grant but I just don't see this black monster coming together and and being able to appear as as flesh now we have Steve in, we have Steve from uh Melbourne Australia on the line and uh, we're going to see what Steve has to say Steve what do you think
1: my theory now is that Jacob is actually the smoke monster not the smoke monster becoming Jacob Okay. How's that sound? <laughs> so you so you, <laughs> you, think, you, look, you look at how he was sort of, you know, invisible. He was throwing Ben around the room, throwing things around, you know, like the smoke monster was doing to um,
0: Echo. Hmm. I will tell you what, I will even give you a It's an interesting theory. And that's something I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna have to think about that one though, Steve. <laughs> but but I, that's all right. The, the the thing that I I I mean was he invisible? Could you see him? Um, I I still think that the smoke monster is something that is. I I'll tell you what I'm not gonna I'm I, just because I don't agree with you I'm not gonna say your your thought in theory isn't valid so that yours is equally as good and I, and I actually I like that theory. So thank you, Clay. Thank you. So um, l- let's go ahead and see what Alaska Brad has. Brad, go ahead.
1: I, I just want to go one step further with Steve's comment and maybe say that powder that was around the, the, uh, the home there might have keep Jacob there, and Jacob to be able to manifest himself outside of that cabin in the form of Smokey or whatever other, yummy, whatever other you know form he wants to take, but he's kind of just limited to staying in Jacob himself in that cabin.
0: Okay. The, again that that's good to add on to um the the thought there but here here's where I came back to Scott sheriff and and kind of gave him my dis some something to back my disbelief of Smokey appearing as as an as a flesh and blood person. Well, first of all, Mikhail physically touched um Naomi and physically was able to help her, okay. Um, all the other manifestations, not the, not manifestations of Smokey, but all the other instances where people saw someone, they, they may have heard that person speak. They may have done all these other things, but I don't think I've ever seen physical touch.
2: With people, no, With people, Kate pet, petted the horse.
0: Okay. So she did, well, she, well, but okay. That wasn't a. But 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 the ho- she she went up and in her mind she could have thought that she felt the horse. She could have. But but what I'm saying is that Mikhail literally touched and was able to affect the the okay. physical body of another person. Whereas in, it could have still been in Kate and what was it Sawyer's mm-hmm. mind that they saw it together and and okay. it was still in their minds. Even the the thought that they were actually feeling the horse could have been in their mind. But okay, so here here's how I can kind of give my my side uh, something to back up my side that Smokey does not appear as as people. Okay, now what did we learn after the mud wrestling match between Kate and Juliet? Remember the mud wrestling? Yes. Okay. Following the mud wrestling, they went running from Smokey. Correct.
2: Yes, and he can't get through the fence.
0: He okay. cannot get through the fence. They met. Matter of fact, they went through. Pretty. They went to pretty great lengths to prove to us, to show us clearly that Smokey cannot get through the fence. Right. Okay. Now, the the orientation film from Dr. Marvin Candle or whatever his name was in that film, uh, when they all came on to Hippie Island uh, and at Hippie Darmaland, they they said, you know, do not go out beyond the pylons. Those are there to protect us from the abundant wildlife on the island. Uh, those wild people, anyway. Uh, anyway, Hostile. the hostiles. the The fact is, the pile, the the camp where little Ben was with his dad was on, uh, it was in the inside the pylons. Okay, and Ben, little Ben, turned around, looked at the window, looked back at his dad talking to so and so, looked back and saw who his mom. Saw his mom.
2: Which is really creepy.
0: Saw his mom where?
2: Because that actress uh-huh. is Michael Emerson's wife. And so for her to play his mom, that's just really creepy.
0: It uh, is. and we're um,
2: gonna, That's just really that is, creepy. That
0: is creepy. And we're going to play a little bit of something from that. Right. But uh, so here's the deal. Where did he saw his mom inside the pylons? Right. So therefore, that tells me Smokey could not get inside the pylons to appear as his mom in that room. So therefore Ben, little Ben saw mom. I'm so
2: confused. Little
0: Ben saw a manifestation of his mom (laughs) inside the inside the pylons. Okay. There therefore it wasn't smoky. Okay.
2: And so therefore if I feel like I'm sitting in a lecture and I just can't keep up.
0: (laughs) I am so sorry. But anyway, the fence keep keep keeps smoky out, and therefore... Right. so... And, and, of course, then Ben sees his mom outside the pylons, and I still...
2: Actually, he's on one side, she's on the other. I, I'm yeah. sorry, yeah.
0: But he sees okay. her, she's on the outside. Right. Then I could say, okay, if that was the only instance, then I would not be able to stand on any solid ground on my theory right. that that... But, but it was the same appearance, sort of, of seeing his mom, so... His mom inside the pylons, outside the pylons, both. But the smoky stuck outside. Therefore, that tells me that it's not smoky. Anyway, okay. moving right along. Ooh, thank you. You know, you didn't have to beat Mikhail senseless to make your point, John.
2: But it was fun.
1: Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did.
2: Lock. I hear you're gonna go see Jacob. You're gonna need this.
0: Okay, so I have not yet had a good response to this. I've put out the call for the question, and I am going to open it up to the folks who are dialed in on TalkShoe.com to hit the request to talk button. What are your thoughts on why Alex gave John the gun? Does anybody have any thought on this? She Um, has
2: an idea about Jacob.
0: Okay, and Rodimus Ben is going to get... Who has... Go ahead. Steph. I would.
2: I would say that. Go ahead and see what Ben says.
0: Okay, let's see what Ben says then. Ben, you are on the line.
1: Um, yeah, I. Well, I think she's just part of the bigger, um, the uh, obvious sort of indications that all of the others are starting to lose faith in Ben. Everything from the awesome, hilarious coffee cup scene where Tom is just sitting there sipping, <laughs> sipping on coffee. But just in general, you're seeing all these indications. And I think specifically with Alex, um, you know, she heard Saeed say, uh, you know, back in The Man from Tallahassee, uh, you know, Saeed said, she said something about Ben being her father. And he said, I'm sure that's what they told you. She's probably been milling that around in her head ever since. And I I think she's just sort of, along with most of the others, uh, starting to lose faith in Ben.
0: I think
2: she had disdain for Ben long before that plane ever crashed. Um, You know, I was a teenage daughter once, and it took me growing up and getting married and moving out of my dad's house before I ever had any amount of respect for him. So, um, I I think that she had a great hatred hatred and disrespect for for Ben as her dad. For her dad, long before um, we started seeing... Alex, right, and so now the things that she's learning and the things that she's hearing are just kind of fueling her fire.
0: I got you, and she already. But I didn't wonder. Like
2: she, yeah, abs- I mean, she she didn't like him from the moment we met her
0: because of the, her issues with Ben not liking Carl.
2: But is that the only reason? I think, I think mean, it's there's one of the lots main reasons. of reasons for a daughter not to.
0: I think okay, get along with you're her right. Dad. You're right, but I my theory is that. The reason why she was so upset with Ben prior to them probably being I just captured. found
2: out he wasn't really born on the island. And she's just mad because he lied to her. That could be. <laughs> no, but um, I'm wondering if maybe, be, being Ben's daughter, I wonder if maybe um, she doesn't have some kind of idea about Jacob.
0: What well, yeah. I know but what was the gun for? I mean is this going to protect you? Is this this you're going to she says you're going to need this. You know, that, that's what I am It's okay. like. Well,
2: I don't have an answer. I'm giving you ideas and you keep asking me the same question. I know.
0: I know. I'm sorry. So, well, I'm I hate sure when we're you're gonna...
2: fishing for an answer that no one has. And well,
0: I, I, I'm not fishing for an answer that i want people to like I'm going to. OK, now let me tell you what I think I don't have that. And that's why I'm saying I'm trying to get to the bottom of this. And Barbara Bird's on the line. And maybe okay. Barbara can enlighten us. Hey, Cliff. Hey,
1: Seth. Hey.
0: Hello, Barbara. <laughs>
2: Hello. I'm moving kind of slow today.
0: Why, why are you going to, why is John Locke going to need the gun?
1: I think that, I think she, Alex thought that John was really going to do something to John. That Ben was going to do something to John.
2: Well, he did. He took that gun and he shot him. Right. (laughs) And I think that she gave John
1: that gun to protect himself against Ben.
0: You, you, I, I, now see. I can see that.
1: I don't think it was against. I don't think he, she wanted him to use it against Jacob. I think she really wanted him to use it against Ben.
0: Okay. So, and and the question I have, and and, and I think that's a no, I think that that's a good thought. I, was I mean, just obviously say
2: that that's so funny.
0: But the the question I have is is why give it to John in front of Ben. Couldn't she have pulled John aside and said, "You're going to no, do this"? No, I think
2: I think that she wants him to know. She wants Ben to know. I hate you. I, I hate you. you I think don't so? care if he shoots you. I'm going to give him the gun to do it with.
0: <laughs> you know,
2: this is as close as I can get to doing it myself.
0: Alex, let's see. Alex is to Ben as Sawyer is to Anthony Cooper. Kind of like... No, uh, as John is to... Okay. Alex
2: is to Ben, is John is to Anthony Cooper.
0: Okay, yes, because, okay, you're right. They okay. both had somebody else do their dirty work for them. Right. All right, well, let's just move along. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. Sorry, I forgot. No, he's not. <laughs> Listen to this deadbeat dad. No wonder Ben's messed up.
2: kind of yeah. hard to celebrate on the day you
1: killed your mom.
2: Stephanie, what's funny
0: about
1: spring. that? We went for a hike.
2: Hold on. You had to
1: come early. Now she's gone, and I'm stuck here on this island with you.
2: <sighs> Happy birthday, Ben. It's all your fault. I'm a janitor. Mom. Ben, don't...
0: Mom. It's not time yet, Benjamin.
2: It's not time yet, Benjamin. Benjamin.
0: I want to point out something about his name.
2: Okay, before you do... Uh Uh-huh. I wonder if it's the same thing that I want to point out about his name. That's funny. You go ahead. No, I want to know. Um, I totally agree with um, hearts and minds here in in the... to client in the chat room that who takes a seven month pregnant woman hiking
0: <laughs> and
2: what seven month pregnant woman in her right mind would go hiking i mean clearly she was there of her own will <laughs> i mean that's when i was seven months pregnant i you know You can't breathe very well, and it's just not very comfortable.
0: What do you say we do today? Let's go hike. Let's go.
2: Take a hike. You know? Now, maybe if I was, like, a week overdue like I was with Megan, (laughs) I'd be like, yeah, let's go. But...
0: Up in the the woods? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well,
2: no, not in the woods, but... I do believe I went walking through Walmart when I was yes, you Benjamin, did when you I was did. in labor with Matthew. No, that,
0: that's a good point. Uh, what I wanted to bring up about uh, Benjamin, do you recall there was somebody in the Bible that died while giving childbirth?
2: Was it Benjamin's mother?
0: Yes, it was. And
2: But, you, go ahead.
0: And do you recall what happened? What was her last words?
2: She wanted to name him something.
0: Yes. Uh, I, ben, uh, was it Benhanine?
2: It, it's very close and to Benjamin. I'd have I to think pull it was out my
0: Behanin and then it, which means uh, uh, sorrow, of sorrow. Yes,
2: and um, his father Jacob says Said no. We're gonna name him Benjamin, Benjamin. which means of something gladness else or whatever. Yes. Um. Yeah. You probably should have done your research for that story before tried. you share that. But that's exactly what I thought about. Also, right.
0: So and that that to me was then, like. Wow, that, that, I wonder if that's how it felt, those moments when you read about that story in the Bible of her giving birth to Benjamin. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, and then, of course, speaking of biblical references, uh, Mark Hunter from Scotland was going to record an audio uh, bit for us, but I, he must have got uh, sidetracked, as us men sometimes do. Uh, and he, he hadn't sent it Sometimes. over before we started recording, yes. <laughs> and uh, he had mentioned, he goes, it looks like we have a classic Jacob and Esau scenario happening here. And he, didn't, he did not elaborate on it, but I got to thinking about what he might be talking about. And, of course, the story of Jacob and Esau in the Bible was that they were born as twins. And so they were, they were brothers and uh, Jacob um, was bo- was set, born second, but he was born grasping Holding. the heels mm-hmm. of Esau. So Esau, being the one who was born first, um, had the birthright and was going to inherit everything. But through this whole Didn't scenario, um, and and basically, um, their father loved Esau, and um, and, and, and and and. Do what?
2: Their father Isaac.
0: Yes, uh, it, which again, Isaac being the name of the guy that was on the other island or the, yeah. the, the other place where they took Rose to be healed the first time and it didn't work. Right. But anyway, um, so then we have we have um Benjamin and um or not Benjamin but Jacob and Esau, and what happened was that Esau w- was actually um sent off to go do something and Jacob pretended. To be somebody else and went into his father okay. who had, had gone basically legally blind.
2: His, his mother was a master manipulator yes. in that in that scenario. Um, Esau was sent off to bring back. Um, Esau was a great hunter. Yes. So he was sent off to bring back uh, food for his father and and prepare it. And then he was going to be given um he was going to be given the blessing and inherit his birthright. And while he was gone, uh, their mother, uh, prepared a great feast for their father and dressed Jacob in, um, in, uh, skin, right? Because Esau was very hairy and the dad was blind. So he was going to, you know, physically touch him to identify him. And so in the meanwhile, Esau was gone you know, Mama cooked up this great meal. Jacob took it in, presented himself as Esau and received the blessing.
0: Yes. And and therefore, from that point forward, uh, these twin boys were from that point forward. Well, ev- not
2: even from that point forward. I mean, they came out. They can well, yeah, Jacob they, was born grasping right. at his brother's heel. It so, was constant. It was. And,
0: and so basically. The what,
2: definition of their life.
0: In the Lost Experience, uh, and even on the island, they actually had the uh, script for the book that they used in the Lost Experience titled Bad Twin. Mm-hmm. So is it possible that Locke and Ben could. No, I, they didn't say. They didn't show. Uh, anyway. But anyway, there, there's the whole Jacob and Esau. You know, fighting over the blessing right. of the father, and of course, Jacob speaking to um, Locke kind of made Ben angry enough know.
2: to shoot John.
0: Exactly. So, I, I, anyway, I, Mark Hunter, if that's what you were getting at, then then I, I we see it from that angle, and and if you have some additional thoughts on that, uh, Mark, go ahead and send us your audio comment, and we'll put it in uh, one of our future podcasts to come back and, and readdress this so uh, let's, Stephanie let's go ahead and talk okay. about what happened meanwhile back at the camp
1: we kept her a secret to keep us safe safe from what Saeed safe from Jack safe from Jack he spent a week with the others and he brought one of them back with him here amongst us and every time we try to get answers from this woman he prevents her from giving them this woman but it's
2: Jack Sometimes, but it's Jack he
1: would never do anything to hurt us I love that And Juliet I believe she's a good person
0: Good person, huh? I believe she's a that good on person
1: on would involve her taking you to one of their medical stations, would it now, Mrs. Kwan? How? D- Kwan is pregnant The fetus is healthy and was conceived on island with her husband He was sterile before they got here What's an idiot? I'm still working on getting samples from the other women I should have Austin soon I'll report back when I know more Where'd you get that? Where have you been, Jack? I asked you where you got it You really think you're in a position to be asking us questions?
2: Turn the tape over. Stay out of it. You want to burn me at the stake? Here I am. But first, turn the tape over. Press play.
1: Juliet, it's Ben. I'm sending three teams to extract Quan the night after tomorrow. We won't have time to run Austin's sample. So if you determine that she or anyone else is pregnant, mark their tents and we'll take them too. Another biblical reference. Good luck. The night I saw your baby on the ultrasound, I told Jack what they were making me do. Why didn't you tell us? Because I hadn't decided what to do about it yet.
0: Okay, so here's... So he
2: decided now.
0: It, well, I guess now it's it, they kind of have to because of the Na- Naomi showing up and yeah. and uh, the stuff going on here, over there. But anyway, so this further confirms my thought that Juliet is a good person, and she has she obviously. Was going, she, her, she's in this for herself. She isn't in this for Ben. This whole going there as a mole wasn't for Ben. It was well, Ben might give me what I want if I do this. So she was going to. She was obviously somewhat against them uh as a mole and was even not telling Jack what was going on. But then when she did go to the metal hatch, she's like, "I can't do this. You know that uh, this is not what I'm here for." And and. I as being the good person that she is she's like who do I who can I confide in I'll tell Jack and so that's when she confided in Jack and said listen this is what they're planning on I don't on think doing. she
2: had to ever ask herself the question who can I confide in Okay well it's <laughs> probably not a question she had. But you know what I you know what I think of from what, that clip what is okay through season 3 we've been seeing Jen get pretty good at his English Yes. So now he's going to come back next week and say, I was sterile before I got here, because he's under the impression that she was sterile.
0: Oh.
2: So he's going to be, you know, wanting to know what's going on.
0: Now everybody knows his business. All right.
2: So I just thought that was funny.
0: Right. Anyway, Edith
2: wants to add
1: something.
0: Yeah, let's let Edith and then we'll get Josh on the line. So Edith, you're on. Go ahead.
1: Hi, I just want to let you know that, uh, Stephanie, you're wrong, because there was at one point that actually uh, son did confess that she was not the sterile one, but he was. And then he said, well, I'll attribute it to a miracle.
0: I don't recall that.
1: Yes, it was in the whole truth. and when she, Right at the end, she hugged him and she said, and I remember because I said, what a stupid fool, you know, you did this, now you can hide it. But she said, I, the doctor told me that I was not sterile, you were, and then he got a little worried, and then he said, I'll attribute it to a miracle.
0: And that was in the whole truth.
2: Right. I remember what, I I know what scene you're talking about, but I guess I remembered it differently, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, But I remember, how what a fool she was to say that, because now she opened up a new Pandora box where he could start thinking of what had she done.
0: Okay. well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, okay. I, I'm I'm not going to argue against you because I don't even remember the conversation. Stephanie obviously I, remembers yeah. the conversation, but... but
2: uh, it, it was all about her telling him that she's never been with another man, and clearly she had, and...
0: Okay. So, um... I, I, I but yeah. I, yeah, that, well, that's interesting. I'll definitely go back and, okay. and check that out. I, I I mean, obviously, we're not right about everything, and this wouldn't be the first time Cliff's wrong, I so... I
2: don't ever claim to be right about everything. So. I know you don't.
0: Okay. That, that's just me.
2: I just thought it'd be funny to <laughs> see him come back.
0: Then. But that, that, Thank you, Edith, for pointing that out. And, and I, so I will love when p- people
2: point out my shortcomings right off the bat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Josh?
2: <laughs> just like I'm with Cliff.
0: Oh, man. Give me a break, will you? <laughs> just kidding. Josh, go ahead.
1: All right. Um, I just want to say that I, I really wish that it had turned out that Jack was, was evil. And it's not because I don't like him. I, I honestly just think that would have been a better... Uh, dramatic uh, storyline. And personally, I think this would have been so cool. If they play the tape, and it has Juliet's message to Ben, and then she's like, no, play the other side, expecting what she she thought was going to be there. And then it's Ben's um, instructions to Jack to to do something (laughs) equal. And I was like, oh, I mean, that would have blown it all away. and uh, Because, I mean, everybody was like, oh, Jack's good. He's a good guy. Come on, he'll, he'll come out on the good side. And I was like, oh, I hope not. Oh, I hope he uses, like, double-crossing and triple-crossing and quadruple-crossing everybody. That would be, that'd be
0: so cool. That would, but I, guess, I guess I'm wrong. I, I have to agree with you that I was kind of hoping that everybody was right in not trusting Jack. But in a way, they were right in not trusting Jack because he was so easily duped by Juliet. So what if he fin- if she finally came clean with him? The fact is is that she completely had the wool pulled over his eyes. So, I mean, in a way, Jack is just a little weenie. And and, and hopefully he won't get any more flashbacks. And obviously Kate doesn't need any more flashbacks and she's almost as no- annoying to me as 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 Nikki was. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's pushing it. That is. So uh, let's go ahead. Now, that, That's there wasn't a whole lot of back at the camp. And uh, obviously, we're going to get a lot of that in the next episode. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, take a listen to what happened in the cabin. Hey, everybody. This is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I am going to break this episode right here. And consider this the end of episode number 103 of the Weekly Loss Podcast. However, I'm not going to make you wait for the next bit of this uh, full review of season 3, episode 20, The Man Behind the Curtain. In fact, the total length of this particular show was 1 hour and 40 minutes. And I figured I'd break it somewhere in the middle just to make it easier to download on file size. And uh, so basically all you have to do if you don't already have a copy of episode 104, simply go to gspn.tv and uh, download it there. Or if you're subscribed to the feed, you should have both episodes already because I'm going to release them back to back. Thank you very much. And so until you get a chance to uh, fire up episode number 104, stay lost. This program
1: is a production of the Generally Speaking podcast network. You'll find this and other
0: podcasts on our website at gspn.tv. gspn.tv. Thanks for listening.
1: This show is brought to you by Talk show. Create your own internet talk show. Check it out at talkshowe.com.